This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So time for some full disclosure. I finished this video initially on Saturday and had to delete it and redo it almost entirely from scratch because there is a story that I'm covering about Francis that is mostly an inaccurate scandal-mongering, and frankly, I fell for it. That st story is the story about Francis and the issue of Mary as co-redemptrix. It's being inaccurately reported by a lot of Catholic media outlets, and I fell for it too, at least initially. This is why I try to get my videos done early, by the way, so I can fix critical errors when they come up. I do actually try to be accurate. People may not like some of my takes, but I'm not making stuff up for clicks. So to that end, I deleted the video and had to rewrite about half of the script for it. That having been said, let's actually get into the story. That story is the tale of two different focuses for Francis. Focuses? Foci? I don't know. Anyway, clarifying, debated titles for Our Lady, and other aspects of the faith important to faithful Catholics, and the other, his call for us to convert to the spirit of the age. So let's dive into this. A story was reported widely in Catholic media and elsewhere that Francis called an, an unresolved question of Marian dogma foolishness. It's been blown out of proportion, likely due to a bad translation by some of these media figures. I'm not naming names or going to accuse anyone of malicious intent. Errors are easily made in these things. In short, it's being reported that Francis called the issue of Marian title of co-redemptrix foolishness. And giving her titles of that kind is foolish and an attempt to take from our Lord and give it to Our Lady when she never wanted that. It's a bit misleading, and frankly, I'm not that interested in the substance of the debate. Though, to be fair, what he said sounds an awful lot like he thinks giving Our Lady titles that glorify her to be foolish. But again, I'm frankly not interested in that for a number of reasons. First off, I'm not sure why some member of the Lady is asking him to address this issue anyway, given that it has been the subject of serious debate among theologians for centuries, and Francis has shown that the focus of his reign is social justice and political issues, and not issues of deep theology. Maybe some of it, some people won't like my characterizing it that way, but that's how I see it. Even if I really, really liked Francis, I wouldn't ask him to address this issue any more than I would have asked Pius X to expand upon Rerum Novarum, as he was focused on dealing with the scourge of modernism. And secondly, after countless stories about bizarre and frankly evil things that were reported to have been said by Francis to that atheistic reporter Scalfari, if he did say this about Our Lady in the manner it's being reported, I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't be scandalized by it. That may be shocking to some, but think about it. If someone is already denying the full divinity of Christ or the existence of hell or any other dogma, then it's not much of a stretch for him to deny a hotly contested bit of Marian doctrine. In fact, I'd honestly expect it. But anyway, this issue has been widely reported and misreported, and so I felt the need to clarify. The other issue I'll get to in a moment hasn't been misreported, and it is as bad as you think. But a first, a brief summary of the scandalous thing Francis is alleged to have said. I got some assistance from a native Spanish speaker for this topic, and here is what Francis is actually supposed to have said. Quote, When they come to us with stories that we had to declare her this or create this other dogma, let's not get lost in foolishness. Mary is woman, our lady. Mary is mother, mother of the church. Mary is mestiza. End quote. 
I'm not exactly sure what he means by mestiza, so I won't comment on it. There's some more, but in the end, it's not as flamboyant as some are making it out to be. I don't like what he said, and I think his dismissing of dealing with unresolved dogmatic issues as foolishness is breathtakingly erroneous. But if he had said, I won't address this because the state of catechesis in the church today is so bad that it would be dangerous to do so because many of the lay faithful would mistake the title of co-redemptrix to mean that she was on equal footing with our blessed Lord, or something to that effect, I'd be fine with it, especially if he followed it up with real reforms of the catechetical process and the seminaries and the like. But that's a fantasy, and we're not going to indulge in it any further. Now, this weekend I may break from my traditional schedule of posting a papal document on Saturday and something scholarly by types on Sunday, and instead I will address the co-redemptrix Saturday with an issue or with an essay by St. Maximilian Kolbe as Mary as co-redemptrix. In short, the title speaks to Mary as participating with her son in the redemption of mankind, not on equal footing, but as a willing participant given her unique role to play in salvation history. There's more to it than that, but in the end, it's not a claim of raising Our Lady beyond her station. Again, see this channel Saturday for St. Maximilian Kolbe's take on the issue. He was a great saint of our age with an almost unparalleled devotion to Our Lady, which led him to both found the Militia Immaculata and to embrace both the crowns of white martyrdom and red martyrdom. His is a fascinating story, and I really do need to bring more of his writing to this channel. They are a hidden treasure of the contemporary church. But that having been said, Francis's dismissive tone isn't helpful in the slightest. But it does speak to his real focus, which should be evident to everyone by now. The questions of theology are not something that he seems to be interested in, and it should have been obvious but to everyone at this point. This was more obvious when, in the same weekend, Francis spoke about conversion. We need conversion, he said. An eco-conversion. Yes, an eco-conversion. Not a conversion away from sin and death, per se. Not a conversion from materialism and consumerism that distract us from devoting our lives fully to Jesus Christ. No, an eco-conversion. This call for conversion is going to be made in his address on January 1st of 2020. Portions of that address have already been leaked to the public. When he gives that address, I'm sure I'll cover the whole thing. That story comes from the Brussels Times. Here's an excerpt. Quote, A mistaken understanding of our principles has at times led us to justify mistreating nature, to exercise tyranny over creation, to engage in wars, injustice, and acts of violence. He notes in his message, the customary advance copy of which was released on Thursday, where the pontiff people need to undergo an ecological conversion because natural resources, the many forms of life, and the earth itself have been entrusted to us to till and keep, also for future generations. Ecological conversion needs to be understood in an integral manner as a new way of looking at life. Relations between human beings and with nature, he explains. End quote. Now, did you catch that? A mistaken understanding of our principles, he says. Don't let that part slip past you. In my own research into Catholic social teaching as an alternative to sustainable development, one of the things I came across was the consistent anti-Christian rhetoric from those promoting sustainable development. The climate crisis, if you can call it that, and other environmental issues are blamed on Christians because of what they call our anthropocentric worldview, which is a fancy way of saying our human-centric worldview. Only academics with, not, with, with few real-life skills use words that big on a regular basis. Francis' statement about our mistaken understanding of our principles is a direct call to that, and it should be obvious by now that he feels that his mission, as the presumed Pope, is to fix that mistaken understanding of our principles. One of these mistaken principles is the notion of subsidiarity, which is a stumbling block for those who want to inflict a global government on the people of the world. 
Remember, just weeks ago, he said that to be good Christians, we must listen to the anti-Christian and especially anti-Catholic United Nations. So there's that. So to review. Defining Marian doctrine that had been subject of debate for centuries, bad. Eco-conversion. Promotion of the Novus Ordo Seclorum. And submission to the UN. Good. Here's more from that Brussels Times piece. Quote, The Pope also drew inspiration from the recent Synod on the Amazon to explain that many conflicts stem from our lack of respect for our common home or our abusive exploitation of natural resources. Seen only as a source of immediate profit, regardless of local communities, the common good, and nature itself. Pope Francis calls for a new way to dwell in our common home, and urges the people of the world to seek living conditions and models of society that favor the continued flourishing of life and the development of the common good. It is indispensable to work towards a peaceful relationship with communities and the earth, between the present and the memory, between experiences and hopes, the, Pope's, the pontiff stresses. End quote. That sounds like a total reordering of human society to me, which I would be totally fine with, except not along those lines. I want a total reordering of society towards Christ the King. But this is just more materialistic nonsense from the same pontiff, who calls out the materialism of things and wealth. It's almost too absurd to be believed. But taken by themselves, I'm sure some will say, hey, what's wrong with all of that? But these statements must be taken in the context of this pontiff sending men to the Bilderberg meetings, the promotion of the growth of power of the UN and the EU, advocacy for the elimination of national sovereignty, and the presence of men likely like Jeffrey Sachs at numerous Vatican events. When it's all put together, an ominous picture is visible for anyone with eyes to see. The problem is that many still refuse to see. It is my great hope that I live long enough to see the prophesied angelic pope, the one who will restore order, correct errors, and help rebuild civilization. Part of that great hope is the hope that he will define not only the co-redemptrix role for Our Lady, but also her role as mediatric of all graces, which has not been formally defined either, but has also been believed by the faithful for many, many centuries. I don't want to know what Francis thinks about that either, but I hope to live long enough to see the modern errors corrected, including modern errors that we all probably secretly love ourselves. Let me know when you think of this in the comments below. I'm sure I'll have to ban a lot of Protestants who will come to the comments calling us idolaters and that kind of thing, and that's fine. I ban anyone who tries to lead people out of the church, full disclosure. But let me know what you think of this, and please, I know this will be hard to hear, but pray for Francis. Christ told us to pray for everyone, including our enemies, so pray for him, because he needs it. I'm not saying to pray for his intentions, but to pray for him. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.